0: Hello and welcome to week six of Where's Alon. I'm your host Jimmy Fenton, and it's a cracking weekend ahead with the Golden Rose and the AFL Grand Final special show here. I'm joined by Schmicky Holmes. How you going, Jimmy? Good to hear and have you here, mate. What mates. a week
1: to be tipping!
0: What a week, eh? We're also joined by Tyler Jews Big
1: weekend last weekend, Jim. Well, Big
0: weekend. Yep, yeah, Tyler Jews had one of those weekends that you don't know, forget. 17 unit play there. It was an it, it, unbelievable scenes, that's for sure. Maybe and he wasn't
2: far behind him.
0: <laughs> and last but not least, it's not because he's last in the tipping awake, that's right he is. It's Uncle Papa Shmicky and Uncle Papa. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: too used to saying it. it's <laughs> unfamiliar territory. <laughs> oh Sisko, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm so excited, Jimmy, to be here for another red hot episode of The Pod. Um, I cannot wait for this weekend. You know what? Christmas is great is great, my birthday's great, but this has got to be one of the better weekends of the year with the AFL Grand Final, the Golden Rose, more, more Stakes, the Underwood, and don't forget, a long weekend, so... Doesn't get much better than that.
0: And it can't get much better because the Grand Final's over here in Perth, so fuck me, it's going to be exciting times the all boys around. boys are starting
2: to find some winners, the Mighty South Mandra Falcons, Jimmy's team got up on the weekend, won the Grand Final, winning is around us, Oh yeah. and we're going to carry it through to this weekend.
0: Feel teams. those positive vibes. Alrighty, so this weekend we're going to go through the, uh, well, Detroit's favourite, Friday night, Mooney Valley Returns, so,
3: more stakes. So excited, uh, Jimmy, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped pumped and ready to go
0: and then we'll go to Saturday at uh, Rose Hill for the Golden Rose and I think it's the Golden Pendant before we go to Sandown for the Sandown Stakes and we might quickly run over the Underwood which is a six horse uh, field where there's one horse Well, there's one race. horse winning Yeah, so it's a one <laughs> horse race But before we do that, we better start off with the feature of the weekend, the AFL Grand Final. Let's get straight into it, boys. First of all, before we give out any tips, who's winning this game? I'm going to the game, actually, so I'm pretty excited. So if there's any listeners out there that are heading to the game and want to catch up, well, send us a message. But if you're not going for Melbourne, I don't know if I want to talk to you.
2: Oh, yeah. it's mapping to be an absolute ding donger, isn't
0: it? Absolute ding donger, mate. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we
2: watched. Uh, we watched Melbourne play their prelim, and we thought no one can beat this team. But then you watch uh, the Bulldogs the next day, and it's, it's
0: played just as good, if not by better. By the
2: end of the game, I was licking my lips. I was couldn't wait for two weeks to pass and for this Saturday to come at us.
0: That's it, mate. So, did you who are you tipping?
3: Ah, uh, I think
0: Melbourne. Melbourne. A very tight game. Tyler.
1: Melbourne as well. One to thirty nine. Be a very, very tight game. I think.
0: Lovely. Schmicky, who did you actually tip? I didn't quite hear you.
1: I'm going to think Melbourne wins. I think it's just it, it's
2: it's written for them to win this year. Bulldogs had their time a couple of years ago, but I really liked the way the Bulldogs finished the home and away season that last game. I know they stunk it up a few leading up, but I watched that last game of the home away season and they looked the real deal and they haven't looked back since. So. It
1: all depends on their matchups and stuff. Jesus going to be a cracker. It's, it's it's awesome. crack Bulldogs play like they did against Port and knocked they knocked out a Leary and stuff. If, yeah. They can do
2: that. The Bulldogs do probably have a, this one of the, well, probably well,
1: the well, most coach in the competition.
2: It's the two
0: best teams all year. You look at it around 12 or 13, and you said that the two best teams were Contremile, Melbourne, and Bulldogs, and that's what we got. So, this is exactly what we all wanted.
2: The best thing is they play positive footy, both teams. It's not this Geelong negative crap. Port probably plays a little bit negative at times as well with their Leo Lear setup. Yeah. But these two teams just run and try and kick goals. That's it. It's good.
1: All righty. Let's go to the main event, the Norm Smith. Uh, Tyler, who are you tipping for the Norm Smith? Norm Smith, I've got Petrarca if Melbourne win But also if Bulldogs end up do getting up I think Libba's a big chance Because they're going to shut down Bonch if they can And McRae, he's good But as you can see in the Brownlow, The umpires didn't really follow him that much And I think Libba is a very, very handy player
0: Lucky the umpires don't pick the Norm Smith Yeah
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, they no. don't There's a panel
1: normally as well. Oh, it the umpies, eh? No, 5 band panel
2: Normally, the likes of Wayne Carey and those ex players, so it does bring different people and and brings the backman into play, brings the ruckman into play. Exactly. Anyone can do it. The Brownlow, so don't be fooled by that. Remember, Brian Lake won the Norm Smith at any old odds, 101 bucks
3: one year. I knew someone tipped him too. Um, Schmicky, who's you took from the Norm Smith, mate? I'm going down the
2: same kind of approach of the the big guns um, being shut down a little bit. Like I say, both teams are very smart coaches, and I think they're not just going to let these superstars. Run their race So I think Jack Viney is going to slip under the radar At $21 He had 35 posies in the uh, prelim final He stands out like dog balls um, Big square dude Square jawed Square bodied Goes hard plays the kind of football that the people that are going to be on the panel love. So yeah. I'm going with Jack Viney. I think he's, uh, he's I think he is huge value at twenty ones. I remember <laughs> I think round one last year he tore the Eagles to absolute did, pieces yes. at Optus. That's probably the next game that I've paid attention to in the prelim where he's played at Optus and he's absolutely torn that to smithereens if it wasn't for Max Gorn's performance he probably was best on. Twenty one to one and he's paying 21-1. sevens for a top three. They have the top three market as oh, well. Yeah. I cool. think a 7-1 in the top three market, he's humongous value. I like Because cool. he can get that even if the Bulldogs win. He's the type of player that will keep fighting yeah. and get a couple of votes.
3: Oh, Lovely, Schmickle. Uh, Dicho,
0: who, who are we tipping there, mate? Uh, I'm
3: going Marks, Bonchapalli in the losing side. Oh. Oh. Have, you, have you tried bolting that up? Or Yeah, you
2: can actually. I did have a look at that and it goes out to very juicy odds. Very juicy, 40 to 1 or
1: something, I think. When it's was on... the last time a non Smith went to a. Chris Jones. Chris, Jones. Chris Jones. We were just Two talking about and four, the Buckley got
3: it once, I remember. Yeah.
1: yeah. Michael Voss robbed that year He's a kick in the guts If you get that Yeah, yeah I
3: know I know. It could be worse It could be like Lenny Hayes And get one when you draw so And then like, you lose the next week are we, <laughs> are, we
0: giving, are we giving you the Bottom pill if he wins In Bulldogs Or is it just if they lose No, nah,
3: I'm only interested If they lose Jim
0: <laughs> Yeah well we'll look it up And we'll post
3: that on
2: online Because I'm pretty sure Like I say I'm sure it was in At least the 30 to 1's 40 to 1's It really did boom it, it up would, and It I'm, would I'm fairly certain It happened for, hasn't happened for 15
0: years that. So mm. that's why well, my tip, I think that the coaches might be trying to negate him, but at the end of the day, they're best players for a reason. And Clayton Oliver uh, is the exact reason why he's $7, because he's a superstar. Uh, he's an absolute star. He was playing really good the other week before he actually got rested for the last 15 or 20 minutes. He's very unlucky not to win the Brownlow. And how often do you see those that just miss out on the Brownlow, come out on grand final day and absolutely shove it up the umpires and come out with a Norm Smith medal? I think it's happened many times over the years. And so I think uh, Clayton Oliver at $7 is a very smart bet. Right, Can
2: I point out an absolute ruffie as well? I've, got, I've, I've obviously gone with Viney. I've studied the crap out of this market. I really yeah. do like the market. Ed Langdon paying 67 to 1 is just pure juice. The way that he floats up and down that wing. Once again, another player that loves Optus Stadium. He came into his own for the Dockers in his last year um, playing on Optus Stadium. Finds a lot of room usually gets over 20 possies. If he gets into the high 20s, I think I don't think these high-level players, the Bonts and all that, are going to get away with their 40 posse games, no. even your Macrae. So I reckon need Langdon at 67-1, 21-1 for top three, <coughs> is a great ruffie.
0: Lovely. I'm, um, If we're going to throw a ruffie, I don't mind Josh Dunkley at 41s. Yeah, I like that as He's well. definitely over the odds. Should probably be I'm pretty sure i
2: back three quarters of the field, to be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all righty, let's get across to the first goal kicker. Um, I'll start us off. This bloke kicked it the other week, I believe, or he kicked the first point and then kicked the second goal. I think it was, uh, Big Benny. Yeah, was that, That's what you kicked the first point and then kicked the second goal. Big Benny Brown. Nothing better than seeing a bloke who uh, comes from the bottom side of North Melbourne, straight to a grand final side. Uh, had to fight his way in there, and ten dollars is juicy for me. So Benny if Brown. There, if there's one thing,
2: if you're a complete full blown gambling addict like myself, and you have been for many years. I think I can remember three, four years ago at North Melbourne, Ben Brown would have kicked the first goal in probably 30 to 40% of games for the whole season. Yeah. He was notorious for kicking the first goal. Yeah,
1: so get around him. Tyler, who are you on here? I'm going to Ruffier, Charlie Spargo. He's a... I think a teams went up. He's in the four pocket Yeah, or he's on the I, field. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, the ball's just going to get rushed in there first up and then hopefully he just snags a little quick one. At uh, $21, bucks. i am happy to put a little cheeky bet on that.
3: I've on as well. Did you? Yeah, I've gone the same as you, Jimbo. Benny Brown, ten bucks. The big Jukes, love seeing big full forwards leading out, taking marks, and he's a big strong ugly man. So I like him. <laughs> That's it.
0: And the the um the one weakness of the Bulldogs is their tall defenders. So, Schmicky? I like, it. I, like, I like all your tips, to be honest there.
2: Brownie, like I say, he used to be a notorious first goal kicker. So there's certain people that are like that. I think... Um, Charlie... Oh, Steve, Jerry Lee's, Cameron's another one. Little Stevie Milne many years ago. I'm pretty sure he kicked something like 15 for the year. Some people just love getting that first goal. They're really lively early. I also like yours with Spargo. Spargo, is he's been getting a lot of goals lately. But I'm going with another guy that's been getting a lot of goals lately. He's been playing out of his skin. He's super underrated. Ex-Melbourne player playing for the Western Bulldogs. Mitch Hannon at 23-1. to Get he's on him. He kicked two, I think, in the first quarter last game. He's yeah. a mid-sized player. And Ken Marker, 42. He is so lively up forward. At 23-1, oh, I yeah. thought, that is mummy's
0: milk. <laughs> oh, a Bit of mummy's milk. We love it. Alrighty, uh, I think we've all come up with the same gamer for the game. So I'll quickly spit my one out. Josh Shackey, $1.70 for any time goal kicker. Uh, he he was looking really lively in the prelims, so hopefully he can he can jag one for a dollar is way over the odds. i oh, agree. great. Um Cozzy Pickett, uh, the indigenous boys love to fire up for the Grand Final Day. There's been a few Norths medalists, e.g. Andrew McLeod and Cyril Rioli, as well as Morris Rioli. So Cozy can fire up for two goals. Uh Libertory for twenty plus, as Tyler said before, I think this bullet was made for the finals. So he's a dollar forty there into Jackie McCrae. I still think he's getting his thirty. He's an absolute superstar. That's a dollar thirty. You multi that up together, you get ten dollars fifty, and I think that should go really close. And if we are like me and Schmicky, we like to use our sports bet. We might load up and have thirty or forty, and one leg fails, cash back.
2: Beautiful, Jim Tyler. Cosy fifty to one for player of the match as well. And he could,
1: if he nips up the straight for a couple of big run down tackles. Yeah. That's it. Tyler, you got the same gamer? I'm going to uh, just a nice, easy one. This one has won me money all year. Um am going Petrarca 25, Oliver 25, and Petrarca anytime. I don't know how Petrarca is so much for his uh, any time, because he's always kicking goals he is, every, uh, every single time. I think he's like a dollar forty. I think. Yeah, I it should like, be $1.10. And though. even Oliver, at I think it was $3.30 for any time goal scorer. And he's, he's at, towards, towards the end of the year, he's been kicking goals. So if you want to add one in there, just put Oliver, anytime, and I that's coming in, so that's an easy two dollars and what two units,
0: yeah, lovely. Uh,
2: Schmicky, oh, the moldy I put together was actually Schmix Schmaltie for the <laughs> week, so we'll put this one down as Schmix Schmaltie. Um, I like Viney Jackie Viney, like I say, I think he's going to tear this game to absolute pieces. Ed Langdon, I think he's going to tear the game to pieces. Lockie Hunter. He's big time, big-time player, Lockie Hunter. I think he's one that is being forgotten altogether, and he's another one that's good value at, at 40s or something yeah, for the 41. Norm Smith. He's another, he's another guy that can take yeah. a game by the throat. And Bailey Dale. So those four, Viney Langdon, Hunter and Dale, to get 20 possessions or more. And I'm going with James Harms and Mitch Hannon. The Harms' name is notorious in grand finals. I don't know whether any of you have seen the footage, but I've seen the footage shies loads of times of his dad punching the ball back in from the boundary line, an impossible position. Is that his old boy? That's his old boy. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, a massive it, grand final moment. Is Harms Medi sub? I don't know. Oh, I've heard something along those lines. So if one of them's sub, obviously you probably leave him out. But I don't think he will because he's played every game yeah, all I year. I think mean, he's But played. Harms for any time, Hannon for any time. And those four for 20
0: posies, 20 to 1. Wow, that sounds like a good little bet there. Oh, James, James Jordan. That's the one. Uh, yeah, Harms is very important. Did
3: you? Ah uh, yes, yeah, so I've just got Melbourne to win Ed Langdon 20 or more disposals, Jack Viney 20 or more disposals, Clayton Oliver 25 or more disposals and Ben Brown to kick two goals at 6 to 1. Lovely.
0: I think that's a Jeez. very good bet
3: there. Alrighty, right, let's uh, we wrap up the AFL Grand Final. It should be an
0: absolute belter of a game. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, let's go to Friday night at the Valley, Didjo. Race 7, the Moyer Stakes, over 1,000 metres. Who you going?
3: Yeah, so the Mooney Valley night racing season gets underway this Friday night where it's Moyer Stakes night. The weather is fine, the track is a good four, and the rail is out four metres for the entire circuit. So in the Moyer Stakes, the big race, I'm going trekking. I think, number one, trekking at $12 uh, is going well enough to be dangerous out. Draws superbly with barrier three. He resumed behind Nature Strip in the Concorde and... Although it was never a threat, his finale was more than sound. Very good record at this track. Second in last year's Moya Stakes to Pippi and does no work from the gate. He'll be strong at the end.
1: Lovely. Tyler? I'm going Wild Water at $7.50. Um, this race was incredibly hard to pick one. I reckon there was just so many good horses in this field and different form lines and stuff. But I backed this horse against Snatcher Strip the other week and he held his own to that as well. I only finished two and a half lengths off him. And he's a, well, Nature strip is obviously one of the top class sprinters that we have. Probably top three, if not the best. Yeah, um, I think his horse is in for a big prep this spring as well. They scratched him last week as well, I'm assuming, because of the bad barrier, which gives me the assumption he's ready to fire as well, and they don't want to, race to waste a run on him. So it'll be interesting to see Profiteer as well. So, Yeah, he's an interesting runner of the field, isn't he? Yeah, and Inferno as well, especially because he's been getting the Everest calls. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Inferno and Profiteer, I feel like, the big dangers. I
0: like that. Uh, Schmicky?
1: I'm going with number 11, Profiteer, paying
2: $4, jumping from barrier 7. I don't think it's going to have too much trouble finding the lead like it likes to do in this race, as the majority of the horses that are in the money uh, seem to be backmarkers. They seem to come from the tail of the field. Three, uh, two weeks ago, I wouldn't have trusted the way I read the form, but going on the fact that I've picked six winners out of our 13 feature races the last two weeks, I'm backing myself in to get this right. I think he gets to the lead. I think he's just going to be too strong. hold him off with 52 kilograms on its back. It's a class horse, and I think it's going to be too far in front.
0: Lovely. Well, I'm not going to lie. I had something written down for one horse, but I'm actually going to jump across because I thought that the other boys would have just picked it. So I'm going to go number three, the Inferno. Ultra impressive last start at the Valley where he won. I thought he beat Portland Sky that day, which was the one I was thinking about going. But uh, he's as Tyler said, he's looking at going towards the Everest... Um, he's a, I think, was he from? He's from, um, Hong Kong, isn't he? Singapore. Singapore, yeah. Singapore runner. Uh, he's 9 from 11. Uh, and I think he'll be very, very hard to beat. And I think he should get a good sit from Barrier 5. And I think he could run straight past Profiteer.
1: The thing that knocks me, though, is all his good races in Singapore are over 1,600 metres. Yeah. And okay. then they dropped him down to 1,200. He won in Singapore, and then they raced him 1,200, Caulfield got six, and then somehow popped some of them out of his ass last race.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. So, oh, well, that's all right. Uh, did we all have a best bit of Moody Valley? Certainly Tyler? we
1: did. Certainly we did, Jim. I'm going Mr. Mozart. I can't remember what race it is. It's maybe race five. It's one of the stakes races. Race four, three. Yep, race three. Mr. Mozart, uh, $5.50, who's one of my Blackboard Booker's from his two-year-old prep, and boy, was his run um, last start. Huge. Knocking off Artorias, and I think the 1,600 metres will suit him very well as well. Um, I think $5.50 is value, considering that Artorias is second favourite in the Rose on Saturday, So, it sort of shocks me, and that Sandy Prince as well is nominated for two races, um, one in Sandown on the weekend as well. Can't remember what race. So, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what one Sandy Prince goes to, but the only danger I see is Forget You and... I think Forget You might even be potentially better over further. So, um, cool. yeah, I think Forget You's maybe a derby horse they were talking about yeah. after his last win. So, well, Mr. Mozart. up.
0: I didn't even know that was running. If I hadn't known that, I reckon it would have been about the same. I think he's a superstar. Uh, did you show
3: who you got here, mate? Uh, so, I've gone Mooney Valley race to lombardo at three dollars really impressive last start at morpheville he gave them absolute spanking and brilliant performance of sustained speed gets down gets right down in weights after the claim draws soft should lead and give them something to chase can't wait to see how he goes so lombardo three bucks
0: I can't believe you've just told us it won by six lengths at Moore. Me and Tyler reckon back that's last four runs.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> back that in our punters club and it's done me dirty. Oh, jeez, <laughs> there
2: you go. Uh, Schmicky, who you got, mate? I'm going to go with what well, it is called our best bet. So it's not our best pick one horse. I'm going with the same race multi as Sports are offering back three legs same race multi at Mooney Valley all eight races. You get cash back and bonus bets if one fails. So what we do, we get our kitty together, however much money we're going to be betting on this meeting, and we have a red-hot crack on race one. Same race multi, all top fours, because they're your best chance of at least getting two of them in and getting your bonus bet back, but I think all three of these are going to come top four. Two, five, and nine. Yeah. We've got to wait till tomorrow until we get to see what the odds are going to be. I think they normally let you start putting your same race multi odds together around 10 or 11 in the morning, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know I'm a, I've done a little bit of same race mulching in my time would you believe so I reckon we'll at least get 3, 350 something like that about it if you put the three together
1: for top four that yeah. poor Louise I think will win that race he's a very
2: good
0: horse Yeah. alrighty my best bet of Mooney Valley we're going to go to race 6 the JRA Cup uh, I'm going to go with number 4 Mount Popper Is $8 chance I'm a little bit scared of the number 1 horseman, who's a genuine quality group 1 horse but Mount Popper is being set for either a Melbourne Cup or Caulfield Cup uh, he's contested the two hot group ones this prep and I think he's held his own being about three lengths off both times. Uh, he's risen to 2,000 metres here, a bit of fitness on his side and I think at $8 he's well and truly over the odds and I think he should be winning this race. Alrighty, let's get to Saturday. Uh, I think we'd probably better go to Rose Hill and we'll go straight to the Golden Pennant which is race 7 over 1,400 metres. Did you? I mean, you know who to Yeah, so Group
3: 1 Racing finally returns to Roseville this Saturday, and we cannot be more thankful. Can we? We're sick of Camilla Grange oh, everywhere else. Sucked. Finally, <laughs> we're back to the HQ of Sydney, headlined by the Group 1 Golden Rose, over 1,400 metres, featuring the star-cold NMO, and the weather is fine, the track is a good fall, and the rail is in its true position for the entire circuit. So... Race seven, over 1,400 metres, the golden pennant. I am going number two, Entrave. 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 Very sharp mare and last start, <laughs> dominant winner over the 1,200 metres in the Cherico. Clearly all Just Entourage. needs to stretch her bruance to 1,400 metres and she will be winning. So, at $2.30, I think is a great bet. Lovely. Uh, Schmicky, who you got
2: PMO? Yeah, obviously I'm worried about Entrez that's paying $2.30, but I'm going for a little bit of value this time. I'm going Fichus number five, jumping from Barrier 4, paying $6.50. it has been finding a bit of trouble lately. I think from Barrier 4, even Sir John Hugh Bowman can't butcher Ooh. this horse.
1: Ooh. It is a backmarker, though, so that comes in. i
2: got to admit, Sir John Hugh Bowman actually rode... Pretty bloody well On the weekend I think he, he got at least One or two winners um, He's been very good this week After I'd laid him Last week So I'm actually Backing him in here On Fetuse
1: Paying $6.50 Lovely Tyler I'm going a bit of value here And by the looks of it Right now It's gone up in price So I'm backing this thing At each way Mar Busher um, It's right Right behind On it Was uh, really good I think it did need The run though um, And Yeah I think at $4.40 a place I think that's money For GM really um, she did look like she had a bit of trouble down the straight as well She was a bit wobbly um, But hopefully from barrier three she can sit behind the leader and pounce So, Marbusha, $19.440 a place
0: Beautiful, mate um, I'm going to go with Ditcho here, number two Entreville, however you pronounce it $2.35 Tatters being as a possible possible risk chance I think she's just a bit too classy for this field And she showed that last time when she she beat them um, extra two hundred, I think, should suit, and I'm not gonna lie. I reckon on the on race day, it could be below a dollar eighty. So, stuff up that two dollars thirty, or thirty five. Well, we know
2: what happens if it's below two dollars on race day, and it loses, don't That's
3: we, boys? Going, my bushie,
0: boys. All righty, we go to race eight, the Golden Rose, which is over fourteen hundred. Uh, absolute belter race this one. Uh, Tyler, who you got?
1: um don't need to say much about this horse and i've already spruced on about this um he's a superstar he hopefully he'll drift out a little further it looks like he's drifted out now to two bucks um but this is a harder field than last race uh one horse i like at decent odds though is tiger of malay uh, he, he looks like to be the only leader of the field so if he can get a soft run in his last few races he's like done like very very well so if you want a some bit of value, you'd put Animo top two and Tiger Malay top four. But my bet, I'm going to go with Animo.
0: Cool. All right. Lovely. Schmicky?
1: Yep. I'm
2: not going to try and talk a bit of turkey and round the odds up to $2. I'm going to accept that this is a prong bet. <laughs> you know, I'm backing it in. Number one, Animo. $1.90 is what it was at when I saw it. It is $2 now, it's but I'm happy to get the prong out if this thing loses because it's not going to lose. Very, very good horse. And it's time to put the helmet on the line.
1: Double your money on Animo. James Cummings already spooked on about it, saying he's only going to be coming one better
0: after the well, last race. I think so. Bit of, bit of fitness on his side.
1: And as I can see on the
2: screen right now, we thought it was good when they bought in cashback for second, third, and fourth. But I'm reading second, third, fourth, and fifth cashback in bonus bets. <laughs> Sports better, producing the goods. This Saturday, we are winning money, people. That's it.
3: Uh, Dicho, who you got here, mate? Ah, uh, so I'm steering away from the norm. I'm going number two, Artorius at $9. Oh. I think he has the ability to give some level of scare to Enemo. Just took too long to wind up at Flemington last start. when a narrow second to Mr. Mozart. The queries are how well is he truly going? No doubting the engine under the hood. Uh, superb late splits fresh, then got home strong again at Flemington. Uh, just couldn't... Get over the top of Mr. Mozart. I believe there was a two to three kilo weight swing. So that probably comes into play. So at $9 and $2.50 a place, I think it's a great bet, especially at a place $2.50. I reckon he's definitely running second or third in this field. Oh, yeah. um, so great bet. He should, shouldn't be
1: nine bucks, that's for
3: sure. Yeah. I- and
2: you've got arguably the most informed jockey alongside my great man, Nashua Willer, who is absolutely riding out of his skin, but on back of Artorius Jason Colette has been riding in winners left, right and centre the last fortnight.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to chug out a same race multi here. I think Animo Ah, his first up run was incredible. He's gone from straight to straight, so I'm going to have him to win at $2 into in the Congo to run top four. Uh he's been in some exceptional form this prep, where he um he knocked off the gold, uh, the golden slipper winner uh, last year, and um, he ran second behind Animo last run, and I think he hasn't missed top two in three runs so far this prep. So I think at um hopefully get about three to four dollars there. And I think uh, it's a pretty smart bet that one he, it'll be on pace as well, so. A few boys scared to show their prongs, Mickey. There hey. is, it uh, is, <laughs> maybe
2: it's
1: because they're they're not, they're not that part, part of the Helmor. Hey, listen to it, eh?
0: Alright, we jump across the Sand We're gonna race five of the Sandown Stakes, which has run over fifteen hundred
3: metres. Uh Ditcho. So Jimmy, Sandown will host the Group One racing for the first time in around twenty-five years on Saturday with the hillside track playing host to the Underwood Stakes Day. There you go. The weather is fine, the track is a soft six, and the rail is in its true position for the entire circuit. Jimmy, I was at the Underwood Stakes Day three years ago when I was on the horse that made me fall in love with the Sport of Kings, um, and it's actually quite fitting that this weekend at Belmont there is a race that commemorates the great gelding. That is Blackheart Bart. When he won at $110, bucks. could not believe it. Um, what a day. So I'm really excited to uh, to have a bet at Sandown on Saturday. So in this race, Jimmy, I actually misread when we were going over what we were betting about. And I didn't un- I didn't know we were doing race 5. But it just works out that I've actually come prepared in another sense. So I'm going to have to change my crackerjack. Because I've gone with... The surprise winner of the Group 1 Australian Guineas last prep and a fourth in the All-Star mile. Both are unbelievable odds. I think it won the uh, Group 1 Australian Guineas at 300-1. to 1. So I'm hoping she has some good odds for us this weekend. Does her best work second up. Just found them too sharp first up. 5.7 lengths behind them. Bobby Lewis over 1,200 metres. She will definitely improve up to 1,500 metres and I know her best. Is good enough to give these a great scare. So Luna Fox at twenty one dollars and seven dollars fifty a place.
0: Lovely mate. That's uh yeah. I didn't didn't even think about that one. That's a smart bet. Massive and sort the King Brett Pebble on it too.
2: Yes, yeah, another one in good form. Yeah, Schmicky, who are you going here, mate? I'm going with number six, Cherry Tortoni, Tony, jumping from barrier three and paying three dollars sixty. I think the track's going to be soft from everything I've heard, and it's got five wins and a second from six starts on the soft. Small field, <coughs> should get a clear run. It's been finding a little bit of trouble lately, but in the small field, every chance it, it'll get a clear run Good and be too turn. strong coming over
0: the top. Lovely. I might as well jump in there. I'm with you as well. Number six, Cherry Tony at sixty. Uh, Black Booker that I've had since his first run, absolute start. As Schmicky says, hopefully a soft track. If not, I still think it gets the job done. Sound down nice and long, extra 100 metres, all ticks, and I think Tony 3 or 60 and is going to be winning. And one
2: thing I like, I don't know why it's only recently I've started enjoying it. Maybe it's been since Mankind started running in your boys' horses, the Ballantine Horses. But I love a horse with red silks. Yeah, it just yeah me out in too. The field. I, I
3: love it. I can't go faster. There's it. nothing yeah. like seeing something red going fast. I tell you what, while we're on the topic, sorry, I know we're still talking about it. Do we have to give our horse a mention, Jimmy? Going up to Kalgoorlie on Thursday yeah, in the Henness Handicap. The um, it's a $150,000 race. The barrier draw is tomorrow. So we are crossing our fingers, eyes, toes, For anything we can. For a low barrier, a yeah. because we oh, okay. want to be leading, um, and obviously we want to win, because we won't know what to do with ourselves if we win that, so special oh, view on Thursday. Oh, want to go up, special view?
0: I'm in Darwin. Um, oh. I'm going up
3: to the crowd, I'm staying up there Put to watch. Put so it this way,
0: if he wins, up. I'll be running mucking Darwin. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's dangerous. Uh, Tyler? Tyler? Uh, I'm. I think Cherry Tortoni is a very, very big chance, but I'm going with Elephant at two dollars sixty now. Yeah. Uh, backed it before on the pod and just got picked by Superstorm. And Superstorm's racing with Zaki this week, mm. so that's very good form. Line has good form in the wet, um. So that shouldn't be a problem. But yeah, I think he'll be back in the winter surf. He'll be definitely in the money. But the threat is Cherry Tortoni. I think it's only a two horse race because I think Harbour Views at five dollars fifty is a joke. I don't know how that's legit. It's last run was a joke. I don't think it should have won. Um, oh. And then Luna Fox. So. Pretty close to my
0: most hated horse on the planet Have yeah.
1: views. Luna Fox, I think, is a good chance. So uh, I think it's a two-horse race, Elephant and Cherry Tortoni.
0: Lovely, mate. I think you're right. Um, all right. Well you, may as well, well, you may as well tell us about the Underwood Stakes over 1,800 metres in race 7, I believe it is. Yeah, I told um, you to get on early. There's there's no point much going through this race, I think. Uh, but we, we do know his tyler has been doing his future bets, and this is his first future bet to run. And... It has Zaki. He got yeah. it at two dollars and ten cents. Got two dollars ten cents. And what is he now?
1: Dollar twenty eight. But there is a few promos going around. Um, Points bet are doing three bucks for to win over a length, and UniBet are doing it for like just to win straight out is two bucks. But I think max fifty. So either way, you can get some money from them. So. Either way, mm-hmm. I think Zaki is going to absolutely piss it in and he's pretty much racing for second.
0: Walking into the um, Cox Plate. Yep,
1: the second will be the chosen
0: one. It'll be Quinella. All right. Uh, has anyone else got anything to add for that race? I'm pretty happy to let that one go to the keeper. Yeah, I'm happy to let that one go through to the keeper, Jim. Did you? I no think no we've run. tipped enough winners so far, no to be honest. No, no run. <laughs> all righty. Well, let's get across to our best bets of the
3: weekend. Uh, Did you? Who you got? Best bet. righty Because it is... One of the greatest sporting weekends, I thought. I'll steer away from the footy, steer away from the cricket, from the horse racing, basketball, baseball. I'm going, Jimmy, what we've just... Well, personally, what I've just found. Um, I know Jimmy likes it. I'm going with the F1, the oh, Russian oh, oh, oh. Grand Prix. Gosh. So, the 2017 and 2020 winner... Terry Botas in the Mercedes. I think he can do one better than his teammate, the famous Lewis Hamilton, and uh, and notch up his first win of the season. So he does his absolute best at the Russian Grand Prix. He's uh, won the twenty seventeen, the twenty twenty, and he's come second two or three times as well. Um one time was a really famous one where he had to literally stop the car and let Lewis overtake him um because it was a like it was points. a two horse. Yeah, yeah, race for the championship. So he is determined to win here. I just hope after trialing on Saturday, he gets that first or third car. You don't want to be in the second. And often he does start second on the pole because Lewis will be um first. So hopefully Max Verstappen can get into that second spot. Viteri Botes can get into third. Um, And I think it's a great bet. I think it was $4.50. Uh, so, yeah, so why not change it up? And give us something to watch Sunday night. Well, you've needed to change it up because
0: you've been dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, my yeah, like best bet. Well, I like it. We've well, got our
2: homegrown hero, Daniel Ricciardo, coming off a win. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, after we win heaps of money on Saturday, we may as well just roll it all into Boathouse on the Sunday. So I like it. Let's go. Schmicky, best bet? Uh, my best bet, same person that I've already mentioned. I'm going
2: with the AFL Grand Final. I can't look over it and tip on some Russian F1 Grand <laughs> <Ron laughs> Prix. AFL Grand Final, people! And I'm going with a market that I mentioned already, which is very juicy market. You're getting good odds on the top three in the Norm Smith medal. Pretty much everyone I looked at, you're getting a third of what your uh, overall odds are to win it. And top three, you you know, you can still have your superstars, like Oliver and Bontempelli get one and two, and a Ruffy can jag in there for third. I'm going with Jack Viney as my best bet for top three, paying $7. Um... I think I mentioned it earlier. He's the type of player that even in a losing side, the Bulldogs can still win, and he's the type of person to to, to get the three or four votes to grab third place. If they win, you know, he's, he's an even bigger chance. So Jack Viney's my go, but at $21 for top three, your yeah, Ed Langdon is juicy. Bray Shaw's 26 to one, I think, for top three. He's another one. He's oh, shown in brown stinks, and that.
0: He man. He's
2: fucking He's too. playing roles this year and he's, he's been playing been
0: too league. many multis, mate. 15 plus, getting 14 that many times. Here you he can get fucked.
2: Yeah. Get on Bracial. Going on Jim's recent form <laughs> tip and compared to Schmickies. <laughs> Bracial's coming in.
1: Uh, Tyler? I'm going home affairs at $3.50. I mentioned this for something two weeks ago on the pod when I was racing against Animo. Um, th- very, well, three very good trial wins. Um has been in some really handy races and hasn't been far behind Animo on one of them. So it looks like Chris Waller's got this colt primed and with big gnashing on board as well, I think he can bring home the money. Paulie is a big danger though.
0: So. Yeah, beautiful. All right, my best bet is send down race four, number two, Zuzarela, $2.20. Absolute start in the making. He's won two for two. Ultra impressive, both times at the valley. Um, I think he'll actually enjoy the biggest straight because he absolutely storms over the top. I think he's going to be a big contender for some of the bigger races to come this spring for the three-year-olds, and uh, yeah, I'll take the two twenty.
3: All right, uh Dicho, you got Yeah, a- I've got a crack jack. You got a crack uh, jack. Yeah, I do. Although some people might not want to listen to it, <laughs> uh, which would be, probably be a popular opinion. But hang on, before um, before we get into cracking jack, I thought we'd just point out. That uh, R-
0: R- Regan, although he's been out of form today, he's put two tips in the group chat. One of them did win at twenty six. The next one won at five dollars. So hopefully he's found some form and he might be able to get us a cracker, Jack. Yeah, argue. well,
3: this is my famous weekend of gambling, Jimmy. Uh, this is where this is where I usually start producing around grand final weekend. I just feel a bit lost this weekend as the my beloved Richmond Tigers aren't there. I don't know what to do. They've been there for basically all my life, which I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: could have sworn that. have sworn. flags or not a spot pretty much for your entire
3: life. Already. Oh, I'll tell you what. Or, or in the wooden spoon. <laughs> well, thank goodness they've stopped winning flags because my bedroom isn't big enough for all these Herald Sun premiership posters. So I'm going at Belmont Race 9, the last of the day, which I it's actually a really thin field. So I've gone number 3, Rebel Knight, with Mitch Pateman from the Darren McAuliffe stable. Um, I think his form around Captain Chaos, who's one of the better WA horses going around, um, stacked up really well against this field. So only lost the length to Captain Chaos last start Um, at $10 and $3.25 a place. I think it's a good bet and definitely something that I'll be watching um, just before bounce down of the grand final, so yeah. perfect. Sounds good,
0: mate. Uh, Tyler, you got any future
1: bets? So my future bet won't be a horse this week, but we will be futures to Sunday for the UFC. Um, we're gonna be for the Volker fight. So Volker's got a title fight with Ortega, and I think it's a very good card. Um, Dan Hooker's versus oh, I can't remember, can't say his name. Capus, like or something like that. Um, I think Dan Hooker is, should get this in the bag. He's been training a lot over in uh, New Zealand. He's been getting in trouble by the cops because he has a uh, he owns his own gym, and he's been training when they've been in lockdown. Um, and Nick Diaz is back as well with Robbie Lawler. Um, I think Nick date Nick Diaz is fighting forever. How long he's been? Oh,
3: out Nick
1: of... Diaz is one of the greats of the game. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been out for ages. It's his first fight back, so I think he's going to be coming out storming. And Robbie Lawler is. One of the first fights he uh, got into it, or well, got into it. Um, and Volker, I think Volker is an amazing fighter. I think he'll win, um, but I don't. I think the fight will go the distance. I think it will go to points because Ortega is a very good fighter as well. So you multi them up, you get four ninety five.
2: Lovely. As he was saying, I think uh, Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler fought oh, well 15, over a decade I think ago, it was 15, fifteen years, years ago. ago. Yeah, fifteen wow. years ago. As the young up and comers, now they're a pair of veterans. Yeah. Both fighting for their careers, really. You know, they flop now. They're not going to get too much more attention. Yeah.
1: And Nick Diaz is a hit. All the Diaz brothers are brawlers, so be a very, very good it, fight. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a great card.
0: Cool. All right, that sounds good. We've got heaps of stuff going on. All right, well, I'll just quickly give Jim's multi, which is just a Jim's double, really. Uh, Luke Jackson for two goals at $7 into Andrew Vier to win Rose Hill Race 7. Lukey Jackson, he's been... He was kicking goals late in the season. He's got a little bit quieter over the finals, but the big fella's going to pop up for the grand final. Kick us two at 7-1. to one. In the end of the year, get 16-1, to one, and we'll just walk home with a pocket full of cash. All right, have we got anything else for the weekend? I just want to say that I think we're tipping absolute
2: fire
1: this weekend. Jump on us.
2: Well, I think yeah.
3: over the last three weeks, Jimmy had a... 20 odd unit week Tyler's had a 20 odd unit week And Smith's had a 20 odd unit week So I mean If you Honestly if you're Just picking One of the boys To follow You know You'd be doing Your money in Because we're Only investing 7 units a week So Almost three times uh, what we're investing somebody is producing the goods. So, I reckon we're on for a big week this weekend as well. And we've covered almost every sport, every facet of gambling we possibly could this weekend. That's so, it. I can't wait, Jimmy. Really looking forward to seeing what we have to produce. The
0: only thing we haven't covered, which I will be covering on Saturday morning before the grand final, is the pokies and the casino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, G-
1: oh,
0: G- oh, oh, gambling oh. there.
1: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> get, get on Jack Petricelli for the sprint. He's a... Uh, Sprinter and
0: he's. I think they're only best. $2.75, that's almost the best bet.
1: Yeah, it's easy money. So All right.
0: But all right, you guys enjoy yourselves this weekend. Make sure you find plenty of winners, and hopefully we all do. And remember, where's the line?